Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Evan Birchfield. Evan, how are you? I'm great. We uh, are done with Dirk Cutter, so who would it be? <laughs> yes, yes. It's no not more. just a post game, not just a post game podcast. It is a post Dirk Cutter podcast. Like uh, we live in a world right now where Dirk Cutter won't be calling any more Falcons plays, and it's great. It is. It, it warms my cold, dead heart. Uh, <laughs> and as usual, we are here to recap the latest Falcons game, the last of the 2020 NFL season, a loss on the road to the Buccaneers in week 17 of the 2020 NFL season. Obviously, the Falcons came into this one with uh, nothing to play for and everything to lose from the standpoint of draft position. The Bucks actually had a lot to still play for, even this in this final game. Uh, the fact that uh, the winner, if they won this game, they essentially secured their right to face the winner of the NFC East. Uh, so in the playoffs right now, that's like getting a bye week. <laughs> of course, we say that, and uh, the, uh, the the Giants, I believe, who are going to be representing the NFC East could end up being uh, a troublesome team for uh, the Bucks. but we will see. Um, the Falcons did lose this one. 27 to 44, a bit of a blowout. Uh, so if you're expecting a closer game, you did not get it. A um, couple of things. This was the official end, if you will, of the Thomas Dimitrov, Dan Quinn era. Uh, obviously, both of those guys have been gone for several weeks, uh, but this probably spells the end of guys like Raheem Morris and the entire coaching staff. So this will put the nail in the coffin, if you will, for those guys. Uh, and finally, during the game, Matt Ryan uh, set a, yet again another record with uh, being moving into fourth all time uh, with most touchdowns in his first 13 seasons for any NFL quarterback. He moved ahead of Brett Favre uh, with uh, 347. Favre has 346. Uh, so Ryan, again, adding his name to the record books uh, mm-hmm. yet again. Uh, Two great top- Falcons draft picks. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Favre, of course, with Atlanta for all of one year. <laughs> but uh, uh, as it were, uh, he, he was an Atlanta draft pick. Um, so, Evan, the injury situation. Uh, tell us about the, the inactives uh, for the Falcons mm-hmm. coming into this game and for the Buccaneers. Yeah, so going into the game, we knew a couple of them. Um, not popping up on the inactive sheet, though, was Alex Mack, who missed last week. Um, because he has he had a concussion, um, so he didn't play against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's 
the writing's been on the wall. It seems like this would be the last game of his time in Atlanta. And unfortunately, he got added to the COVID, uh, the team's reserve reserve COVID-19 list. So he was obviously not going to take be in the game. So he was out. But on the inactive list, uh, wide receiver Julio Jones, that hamstring injury just ended up keeping him out the rest of the season, um, even though he wasn't placed on IR. Brandon Powell still dealing with foot. Um, injury, he's out. Uh, Tyler Hall, Darquez Denard, Deidre Snot, Quadri Allison, and Jared Pinkney, who got flexed to the roster but ended up being inactive. Um, for the Buccaneers, they had uh, cornerback Carlton Davis, quarterback Ryan Griffin, tight end Tanner Hudson, defensive lineman Jeremiah Ledbetter, and running back LaShawn McCoy as their inactives. All right, and that is – uh, I think the two names that stand out to me are uh, two guys who right now it's going to be determined with the Nets coaching staff what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you've got um, Deidre Sonat, who has been you know, healthy, a healthy scratch all season just about. Uh, and the same for Quadri Allison, uh, you know, two uh, draft picks that you wonder if they're going to get another chance with uh, a new coaching staff. But, uh, again, these guys being inactive is uh, just – uh, yeah, two, two <laughs> draft picks that ultimately didn't pan out. Um, we'll, we'll see if they get another opportunity with the new coaching staff, new you know, new front office. But uh, those names seem to have been consistently on this list all year. Um, all right, as for the the game, the Falcons only have one injury during the game, and you know it, it's unfortunate that it happened to be the best defensive player on the field. And that was Grady Jarrett. He went out with a groin injury at the end of the second quarter. Um, and actually, uh, I think, Evan, you had said in our chat that he actually appeared to get injured in the drive prior to the one where he was listed as, as having gone out. Right. Um, he wasn't in he, that drive at all. Yeah, he wasn't in that final drive at all. Um, and I think it was the final offensive drive for the Bucks in the first half. And he ended up not returning to the game. Obviously, you know, we didn't want to see him out. Uh, but in some ways, not having your best pass rusher, your best defensive player, um, when you're trying to protect your draft position may have been a blessing in disguise. Uh, obviously, we hope Grady is fine. Don't expect that it's a, a major injury, but obviously at this point, last game of the season, uh, not anything you could do about it. Fully expect him to be ready to go for the 2021 season at this point. Um, all right. Evan, why don't you tell us what the Falcons' offense did in this game? Because I, I feel like, again, uh, maybe you feel the same way. It feels like on in any given day, one of the two units does not perform the way we expect them to. Either the mm-hmm. offense lets us down and the defense plays well, or like what we saw today, the offense played well, but the defense let us down. So tell us what the... Falcons offense did against the Bucks today. Yep. So uh, Matt Ryan had a solid day. He threw the ball 44 times. 29 of them were caught for 265 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a pass rating of 97.3. Not terrible way to finish the season for Ryan. Uh, In the run game, actually, Edo Smith got a lot of talk about being like the lead guy from here on out, but he only got three carries for nine yards. The top rusher was Brian Hill, who had nine carries for 94 yards, nearly 100 yards on the day. 
uh, zero touchdowns, though. But he had a long of 62, which kind of inflated those numbers. Um, Todd Gurley, uh, the great Todd Gurley, nine carries for 18 (laughs) yards. Um, Bless his heart. I just I wanted him to do well in Atlanta. And he started off, in fairness, he started off well. But, I mean, these last couple weeks have been brutal. Uh, one week he literally yeah. had a carry for negative one yards. Like that's, that's awful. Um, yeah. In the receiving game, uh, the top receiver today was Russell Gage, who had 11 targets. He caught nine of them for 91 yards and a touchdown. And also Calvin Ridley um, had eight catches for 52 yards. And if I can just take a minute to give Ridley a nice little shout out, he finished the 2020 season um, with, 1,374 receiving yards, which is the ninth most all-time in Falcons franchise history in a single season. Um, That puts him, obviously, I said, at ninth, uh, passing Alfred Jenkins, who had 1,358 yards. Um, So literally ahead of him, because he's in ninth now, is one through six is Julio Jones, Seven, eight are Roddy White. <laughs> and then you have Calvin Ridley. Um, so if you've been a Falcons fan since they started, you're seeing the best of their receiving numbers right now. Um, and, you know, what's what's crushing, too, for Ridley's, you know, honors or whatever you want to say, one through eight um, all went to the Pro Bowl. Alfred Jenkins at nine, yeah. I mean, who's now at 10, um, one behind Ridley, went to the Pro Bowl and was an all-pro. Um, obviously slightly different era because that was 1981, but it shows that Ridley didn't get the acknowledgement. You could make a fair argument that he was a Pro Bowl snub because literally 10 and then one through eight all made the Pro Bowl. Um, But back to the game, uh, outside of Ridley engaged, not a whole lot through the air. Hayden Hurst, four receptions, 28 yards and a touchdown. Um, Laquan Treadwell had a... uh, end zone target, but didn't catch it, but he had two receptions for 15 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Then you got like Luke Stalker for 13 yards, but nobody cares about that. So. <laughs> no one cares about I'm not going to waste your time with that kind of stat. So, But yeah, the offense oh. overall, as you said, like the offense, um, 27 points is enough to get your team into, you know, a winning situation. Um, and offense, you know, you could say stepped up today, and the defense just did it. So, yeah, and uh, and I think it's fair to to say, you know, the the Falcons uh, when it came time, they were down twenty three to ten, um, and they ended up giving up twenty one points in the fourth quarter. Uh, part of that was probably because their best defender was on the bench in Grady Jarrett, so. Uh, that certainly had an impact, but th- th- frankly, they weren't good for most of the game. Uh, they could stop Tom Brady and what he was doing. Now, as for the Bucks' defense, they did end up forcing two fumbles. Um, uh, one was uh, caused by Levante David. The other was forced by uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Uh, Bunting recovered one of those fumbles, and Antoine Winfield uh, recovered the other. Obviously, the late fumble from Calvin Ridley uh, essentially ended the game. Uh, that was, you know, the Falcons' last drive. It was over pretty much at that point, anyways. Um, but Ridley sort of added that on to his somewhat subpar day, at least by his uh, normally high standards. Um, on the day, Ryan was sacked uh, just once uh, by uh, Ndamukong Sue. 
Uh, although I will say he was pressured pretty consistently throughout the game. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it'll be interesting, uh, Evan, to go back and look at the PFF scores as uh, you usually do the day after to see how Matt Hennessy did this week at center. It, it felt like he played better, uh, at least on uh, first glance. So yes. hopefully you know, his performance last week was more of his first first game jitters, you know, the first game that he started for the Falcons at center. Um, but honestly, the Bucks defense, uh, they really were not that effective outside of the two fumbles uh, in recovering those. Um, that, you know, those drives were, uh, one of those drives was, was moving pretty well. Uh, so really, I don't think you can look at this Buccaneers defensive performance and think, okay, they, they did their job. Uh, clearly, this was more about the Atlanta offense uh, shooting itself in the foot in some key situations, um, and really the Bucks' uh, offense keeping them off the field for a good bit of the game, uh, as they did with their 44 total points. Um, so, obviously, you know the Falcons have a lot to work on defensively uh, next year, and we're going to talk about what the defense did or rather didn't do <laughs> in the second half of this podcast. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. I'm joined by Evan Birchfield. We're recapping the Falcons' loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the final week of the 2020 NFL season. They did lose 44 to 27. Falcons finished the season four and twelve. They have locked in a top four draft pick. They could move up to three, depending on how some games play out uh, the remainder of this Sunday. Uh, so obviously the Falcons are looking at a very, very nice uh, uh, pick coming up in this uh, upcoming draft for the new head coach and the new general manager that are coming in. That should help with enticing a general manager, hopefully, uh, knowing that they've got you know a, a pretty high draft pick to start with. Um, but let's talk about what the Bucks did offensively in this game, Evan, because obviously 44 points, they did something right. Um, and oftentimes, you know, facing the Falcons is uh, a, a good way to get your offense back on track statistically. And, and <laughs> this felt like that was the case again today. So why don't you let us know what Tampa Bay did offensively and why we should all hate Tom Brady so much? Yeah, um, I mean, that's self-explanatory. But Tom Brady had <laughs> 20, 26 completions on 41 attempts. For 399 yards, yeah, one yard short oh, of 400. Um, he had four touchdowns and an interception, uh, pass rating 117.8. Um, on the ground, they started the day with Leonard Fournette at running back. He went 5 of 13. They quickly switched over to Ronald Jones, naturally, who had 12 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown along of 16. Um, the receiving, I mean, their receiving game had just fun time today uh antonio brown 14 targets 11 receptions 130 yards two touchdowns um 
Godwin had seven targets. He caught five of them for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the big blow to the Buccaneers, and this is beyond just the Falcons and Bucks game. This is going in the playoffs. Mike Evans, who they had in, um, hoping he could break uh, the, I believe it was how many straight seasons, consecutive seasons of having a thousand yards receiving. Um, he had three receptions for 46 yards. He got to that number, but on the very next day, uh, play in the end zone, looked like he hyperextended his knee on a drop touchdown pass, um, and he left the game. And currently, it doesn't sound very optimistic uh, heading into the playoffs. But you know, that's the risk of playing your starters. You know, in a Week 17 game like that, uh, Gronkowski had two receptions, 29 yards, um, and that pretty much sums up the Buccaneers' day. I mean, 44 points is always going to put a smile on your face for a team. So they enjoyed today. Um, I mean, the Falcons at one point, you know, towards the end of the third quarter did fight back and make it a 20 to 23 game, but just, they didn't have, you know, the magic that teams usually have against them. The Falcons ran out of it and just didn't even get it back to, you know, taking the lead just 2023 now finishing 27 to 44. So what can you do? Yeah, that, and it's funny. I think you probably saw the same thing. There were a lot of fans, I think, on Twitter that uh, were at, reacting negatively to the Falcons bringing the game that close. I know. <laughs> at some point, um, with everyone sort of uh, keeping an eye on the draft position. And to be fair, you know, the Falcons were looking at potentially dropping from four all the way to eleven in the 2020 NFL Draft with a win today. So the fact that they lost. Um, does you know is a difference of seven spots and you know no matter what you think about what that pick should be used on um having a a pick in the top four uh which the falcons haven't had for a very long time it's been literally since 2008 when they took matt ryan um even the the last two seasons under smitty those picks were uh you know number six and number eight so this is the first time since 2008 that the falcons will have a draft pick in the top five those top five picks are extremely valuable, extremely valuable. Um, so, you know, the, the Falcons could take a quarterback. They could take the best defensive player available. Um, you know, they trade down. Yeah, they, and yes, exactly. There are many teams that are eyeing a quarterback. You know, if they decide to uh, basically stick with Ryan for the next, you know, three or four years, they could opt for a trade down and net some, you know, some really lucrative picks. So this is, you know, losing this game today was ultimately beneficial for this franchise. Even if you don't like to watch the Falcons lose, which is the boat that I'm in, um, it is hard to deny that losing this game secured them an extremely valuable draft pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Now, whether they use that for their future franchise quarterback, whether they trade down and stockpile some picks remains to be seen. And obviously the new head coach and general manager will have a say in that. Um, but obviously this is a great, great position for the Falcons to be in uh, as they go into the next season. Um, also, if you're selling the- yourself, oh, if I could just add something, if you're selling your organization yeah. to one of these top head coaches like Arthur Smith or Bienemy or whatever, um, you know, the Falcons, let's pretend they do have, you know, you said they're going to have either third or fourth. Um, that's, you know, that's enticing. Um, they have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan. Like, 
as opposed to if you're looking at like the Houston Texans, who their top pick belongs to the Miami Dolphins. So that's out of the picture. Um, the Falcons have a lot to build on. And I think any GM or head coach is going to look at that, and see that. So hopefully that yeah. benefits them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, th- this, this could be incredibly valuable to attracting, you know, the, one of the top GM candidates when, when you could go to them and say, Hey, we have, you know, quite a few talented players on defense that you can, you know, choose to keep guys like obviously Grady Jarrett, Foya Luakun, you know, uh, Keanu Neal, who's played much better in recent weeks, uh, AJ Terrell, uh, you know, the linebacking core in general, you, you look at that and you, and you say, okay, now you can focus on one side of the ball. If you want to, you can draft your future, um, you know, Matt Ryan replacement or not. You, you can stick with the guy who won the MVP just four years ago uh, and, and run a better offense and probably have immediate success. Uh, that is very enticing, I think, for the next uh, GM and head coach that come in. Um, as for the Falcons' defense, they did get the one interception on a very, very fluky play where uh, the, the Bucks wide receiver basically didn't catch the ball, bounced out of his hands and right into Ricardo yeah. Allen's hands for the interception. Um, the only sack on the day came from Dante Fowler. Yes, Dante Fowler. Sack. <laughs> showing up big. He's showing up big with his third sack of the year, uh, completely unblocked, which explains how he got that sack. Otherwise, the Falcons defense, uh, they don't like, they deserve credit for what showing up and, and honestly, they barely did that. Uh, obviously losing Grady Jarrett was a big hit, um, you know, early in the game and in, in the late second quarter, but the, the rest of these guys, they just didn't get the job done. Uh, even with the one interception, the one sack, <laughs> they gave up 44 points. If I can add, I think it's important too, because for example, on offense, not having Julio Jones has allowed us to kind of see these other guys like Russell Gage step up, right. see what Ridley can do as a number one receiver. Um, when he wasn't, you know, on IR, seeing what like Alameda Zacchaeus can do, I think people forget he was looking really good until he got hurt. Um, yep. Now you look on defense, when Grady left, it was a mess. <laughs> like it only makes yeah. you appreciate Grady even more um, because when That's he left the game – the game was, I mean, the Falcons were still in it technically. Like they weren't, they weren't getting blown out. He left the game, they got blown out. So. Yeah. Yep. hundred uh, percent right. And nobody and, really flashed either on defensive yeah. line. No, and, and certainly not on the defensive front. Um, you know, they, they, uh, they did not get to Brady all game. Uh, I think, you know, the, the play that Dante Fowler got the, the sack on the very next play, I think it was a touchdown pass. So, um, <laughs> You know, that's which is very Falcons-y, right? That's that's exactly how the Falcons defense works. Um, get the sack, give up the big play on the next uh, very next down. Um, all of that said, the Falcons season is over. They are four and 12. We are almost certainly headed for a new coaching staff. Anyone who thinks Raheem Morris is going to be retained, he did interview for the job. I, I think it was a formality more than anything. I, I fully expect. In fact, I think as soon as Monday morning, we could hear about this entire coaching staff being let go. Um, I, I think, I think Arthur Blank, uh, Rich McKay, they know they need a fresh start in Atlanta. Um, I appreciate what Raheem has done this year, uh, taking over for Dan Quinn. 
uh, it was a tough, tough, tough assignment for him to take on and, and to finish the season, especially taking over for a coach that was so well loved within the organization by the players, by the coaches, hell, by the front office. Everyone loved Dan Quinn. Uh, Raheem really had a really tough task ahead of him, and I think he handled it with incredible grace. Uh, and you know, I want to give him credit for what he did do. Uh, in his time as head coach for the Falcons to finish off this season. But ultimately they finished four and 12. They won four games uh, under his tenure and that can't possibly be impressive enough to retain this head coach. Maybe if it was 500 or more, but right. If, if the Falcons finished with eight wins, I, you know, I think it's a completely different story. It it would have been a massive turnaround uh, from what the O and five start was that, you know, he inherited, but at this point, you know, he finished four and six, which is not exactly a resounding success for uh, that coach. You know, eight and two finish would have been impressive, uh, especially with the the slate of games they had in the second half of the season. Uh, that said, you know, I wish him all the best. Uh, he will probably uh, be looking for a job sometime this week, and I think he deserves one somewhere. Uh, I do think there were signs that the Falcons defense played better under Raheem Morris as head coach. Uh, and honestly, you know, he was saddled with Dirk Cutter as offensive coordinator, which uh, certainly uh, did him no favors as far as uh, winning, the, you know, winning games in the back half of the season. Um, that said, this is the last post game podcast for the 2020 season, but we will be covering uh Obviously, there's going to be a ton of news for the Falcons in this offseason. <laughs> we have a, a new GM to hire. We have a new head coach to hire. We had a, more than likely a new uh, coaching staff that's going to come along with that. Uh, obviously, we will write about all this stuff at thefalcoholic.com, but we will be covering it here as well on the podcast. Uh, Evan, I hope you will join me for some of those episodes as we Definitely. dive into what the Falcons do in this offseason. Um, so with that, we close out the 2020 NFL season. The Falcons finished four and 12, the end of a long era for the Falcons. Um, Evan, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and what we've got going on? Yeah, you can find me, uh, writing at the also on Twitter at Evan Birchfield. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because this is like the official ending of the Dimitrov air because unless the Falcons do something insane, like they should be cleaning house. We'll get a new GM, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, and so on. Um, it's the end of that. Hopefully the end of that choking air where they just can't put away games. Um, that's why I think you need a clean sweep, bring in new everybody. Um, and hopefully they do that. Um, you know, and then also just to the people who've listened every week, me, me and DW. We appreciate it because we know it can't be easy. This team's awful. Like, there's no reason to listen to us tell you they're awful. You can tell that by yourself. But um, we really enjoy, you know, doing this every week and talking to you all. And uh, we will be back during the offseason because, like DW said, there's so much happening. Opposed to last season where there wasn't really anything happening in the offseason, this offseason's going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> This could be an incredibly fun offseason with the you know bunch of hires and obviously you know we're going to be covering it tightly. Too. The, the yeah, free agency uh, got cap space problems. Like who knows what's going to happen with that? 
Yeah, this is this could be an incredibly tumultuous time for the Falcons. Uh, And, you know, there's the very likely possibility that some key veterans on this team are going to get cut just simply due to cap space. Um, We'll see how this plays out, but this is going to be a very interesting offseason for the Falcons. And, of course, we will be ready and willing to cover it at thefalcoholic.com. Um, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW, updates on this podcast at FalcoholicPod, and of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. So for Evan Birchfield, this is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in, not just today, but all season, all 16 games. We really, really appreciate you. Um, stay safe out there as we head into this new 2021 season uh, and take care of yourselves. Uh, we thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.